Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Welcome to the Proverbs for Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Adam Peak, where every Saturday I take a look at the corresponding proverb for the date. Today is June 27th. And so we will be digging into Proverbs chapter 27. Uh, it's again. The book of Proverbs is this ancient book that has highly applicable wisdom for our day today. It's a book that if you've never read the Bible and you're looking for somewhere to start, just figure out what day it is and read a chapter from that day. It's a great, it's a great way to start. It's a great habit to get into. Um, and so we are going to get into it today. Uh, the focus of this podcast, if this is your first time listening is uh, you know short 10 to 15 minutes uh, and and we look at it and I try to apply it uh, to the business professional. I work a full-time job. Uh, I've been a pastor for a number of years and, and I work full-time in business development. And so uh, I, I try to make it applicable though it's it's not like I'm just giving a business talk. you do have to like do some Bible study and things like that. So today we are going to be talking about, boasting, and we're going to be talking about pride. Uh, and this manifests itself in some really, uh, I think, ugly ways in our society. It manifests itself in some really dangerous and ugly ways in our church and in our business culture. Uh, it's, it is what I would call the original sin uh, in the garden, the, the deceiver, which in Hebrew is Satan, uh, so that's where we get the word Satan from, but it just means the, the one who deceives, uh, tempts Adam and Eve and says, if you eat of the fruit, you will be like God, knowing good from evil. So the first temptation of humanity is to become like God. And quite frankly, most of our problems are rooted in our desire to play God. And, uh, and we see that right here in Proverbs 27.1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. And Proverbs 27 is going to wrap up with this exact same concept of when we look towards the future, we should not boast about it because we don't control the future. Uh, to control the future is to be God because God exists outside of time, which is really some inception level stuff if you want to start thinking through that idea. As human beings, it's impossible for us to think outside of the concept of time because we are bound by the constraint of time, by the dimension of time. Uh, God, the God of the Bible, at least, is not bound by that. So for us to boast about it, to say, oh, well, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to do, and I did all this great stuff, say you're in sales or business development or whatever the title is, and you're like, oh, yeah, Q3, I'm going to crush my quota, bro. Uh, which is a horrible thing to say. Don't ever say that. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Don't boast about that. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't spend your customer's money. Uh, you have no clue what's going to happen. Uh, so that's the prideful position is Q3. I'm going to crush quota, bro. Uh, the, the humble position is work hard today. And then when you wake up tomorrow, do the same thing. Uh, that's what I would say is the, is the position 
of humility. So do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring. So the future uh, can be impacted by our pride. I wrote this down uh, in, in my journal. I've been starting to journal. Shout out to, uh, to Dale Dupree. He was on Rob Jepson's podcast, the Sales Leadership Podcast, which I highly recommend listening to if you're in sales. Um, and he recommended a 90-day quiet time journal by Buck Jacobs called The Most Important Hour. And I'm on day 27. So I've been journaling in there, uh, which is not something I normally do, honestly. I know it's probably... A pastor is not supposed to say that. I've never really been a good journaler, so to do it 27 days in a row has been a pretty big deal for me. Um, so I, I wrote, uh, the sin of pride can ruin so much. So the first is it looks to the future with certainty rather than hope. The sin of pride looks to the future with certainty rather than looking at it with hope. Pridefully, we go, this is what's going to happen to me in the future. Humbly, we say, I really hope this is what happens in the future because that's really what our position is in, in light of, of time. So uh, the second thing where pride comes in is, um, is not being able to accept criticism. So 27.5 says, better is open rebuke than hidden love. You want to accept this criticism and a position of pride says, I'm already God, basically. That's at its core is that first thing from Genesis chapter three. You will be like God. That is, the, that is our core identity oftentimes is that we want to control everything and we want to be God. And, and so when, that, when you are rebuked, well, someone's rebuking God. I mean, you don't really consciously think that, but subconsciously, that's kind of what's going on in, in your flesh. And so a position of pride does not take that, does not take open rebuke, does not take criticism very well. Um, and the proverb is saying, listen, open rebuke is actually better than, than hidden love or hidden praise. And so when we are in our workplace, we want to constantly be seeking out feedback, positive or negative, critical uh, or uplifting, whatever it is. This is, this is a, a good position for us because we're saying, I'm in a position of humility. I've said this before. Questions automatically assume humility as long as they're not, uh, you know, uh, sarcastic questions or, you know, things like that. But genuine, honest, curious questions assume a posture of humility first. It says, I don't know something, so I don't know this about myself. Can you help me out with that? So we should seek out criticism. We should seek out feedback all the time. We want open criticism. We want to know what that is rather than somebody hiding their praise for us. You know, that, that doesn't really help at all. Uh, so, so the second thing, so pride number one looks at the future with certainty rather than hope. Number two, it looks at people as servants rather than opportunities to serve. So it looks as people as a, as a tool or as a utility um, and so that's why, you know, like if you're, uh, I was listening to Propaganda and he said, if your refrigerator, Propaganda is a, a hip hop artist and a poet, he said, if your refrigerator, uh, you know, is, is an appliance, like that appliance can't, like you would be upset if that appliance criticized you. So it, it comes down to, you know, how do we view people? So uh, pride looks at people as, as a tool or utility, whereas humility, which is the opposite, looks at people um, as, as opportunities to serve. You know, consider yourselves nothing like Jesus in Philippians chapter two, and, and be humble and serve one another. Uh, so uh, Proverbs chapter 27, 17 says, this is a, a often quoted 
verse, iron sharpens iron. And one man, or in other translations, one person that are that take on a more gender-neutral translation, one person sharpens one another. So, uh, so this this the the application of this have been you know spoken about for for many years, but it boils down to accountability. So this idea of uh, you know, that, that open rebuke is better than hidden love. Well, you'll get open rebuke if you are constantly being sharpened by other people. Uh, so look for, uh, I've talked about mentorship, look for mentors, look for coaches, uh, look for people that you can be mentoring, look for people you can be coaching um, throughout, your, throughout your day because you need that sharpening. We are not perfect. Again, it goes back to when you realize that you are not God, uh, and you are not perfect, from there, you can really start to change a lot of your behaviors. It's easier to look for people to hold you accountable. It's easier to look for mentors. It's easier to look for people that you can help and bring up, bring along through life when your position is not God. <laughs> uh, if you think that you are God, then you are in and of yourself uh, total, and you are in and of yourself sovereign, and so why would you need anybody? Um, A.W. Tozer does a great job covering this uh, in The Knowledge of the Holy, which is a book that I've read probably nine or ten times, um, and he talks about this, that that God in and of itself is, is sufficient. God does not need or want uh, for anything. So, uh, so when, when we are not God, then this iron sharpening one another, finding other people to help hold you accountable, to call you out, becomes so critical. Uh, so if, if pride looks at the future with certainty rather than hope, if it looks at people as servants or as utilities rather than op- or ways to serve, um, pride also says, I am strong iron rather than I am ironing in need of sharpening. Um, And then finally, it wraps up here uh, with uh, verses 23 through 27. So appropriate for the times that we are living in right now. Uh, I'm going to read them out loud. Know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds, for riches do not last forever, and does a crown endure to all generations. When the grass is gone and the new growth appears and the vegetation of the mountains is gathered, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. There will be enough goat's milk for your food and the food of your household and maintenance for your girls. So what is this talking about? It's talking about being wise. Uh, So not looking to the, to the, the future with this certainty that just says like, well, I already know that you know I'm going to crush quota or that I'm going to have everything I want or whatever it is, but it's looking at saying, I don't know, and it's okay for me to be discerning and saving. Uh, so you know, back in March when COVID really hit, like stuff just started going way out, you know, toilet paper and hand sanitizers and cleaners and soaps and all these things. Well, that was because we, you know, we, we don't really think and plan that much. Now, there, I think there's a really fine line between putting your certainty and your hope in stuff and, and hoarding. Uh, certainly, that's, that's a, a bad idea. But it's okay to save. It's okay to be prepared. As a matter of fact, it's wise. It's prudent. Um, 
it, it's something that we, we ought to be doing. And somebody put it to me this way. I can't remember if it was in uh, a book that I read or whatnot, but basically the concept was, if you're gonna love your neighbor well, why would you not have stuff for your physical, actual neighbor? So if there is some really awful apocalyptic thing that happens, you can be a safe haven for people. You can help one another. You can sharpen one another by meeting the physical needs of people around you. Well, it's hard to do that if you don't have things. So with that mindset, rather than just like self-sustaining life, it's I want to be prepared and I want to serve so that I might serve others. And that's it's a nuanced difference, but I think it's important because it gets to the why behind what we're doing. Um, and so the, the final thing that pride does is pride says spend and humility says save. So pride says, look, uh, pride looks to the future with certainty rather than hope. Uh, pride looks at people as servants or utilities rather than opportunities and ways to serve. Pride says, I am strong as iron rather than iron sharpens iron. And pride says, spend, you'll always have enough rather than save and be prudent. In the New Testament, uh, we read that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And then, and then it says, humble yourself, therefore, under his mighty hand. And so this idea of humility in contrast with pride is something that we participate in. Uh, it's something that we have to do every single day. When we get up and we go to work, whether it's in our basement or if we're starting to reemerge back into the office, come into there with a, with a posture of learning, come into it with a position of humility, um, and humility is not the absence of strength, by the way. I think it actually takes a lot of strength and a lot of uh, self-awareness. I think it takes a lot of self-confidence. I'm not talking about that. To be humble. Um, pride is, is, a, is a sinful position that says everybody seeks to serve me. It's like a king or an emperor. Uh, that's not what we're called to be, at least according to the Bible. Uh, we're not called to be that. We are called to be servant leaders. We are called to be humble. We're called to be compassionate and kind and empathetic towards people around us. And that should be the posture that we take into our job, into our homes, into our families each and every day. Well, thanks so much. Uh, I'm going to actually take uh, next week and I believe it's the 4th of July. So uh, there, is it? Yeah, I think it is. So there, there uh, I, I may have an episode next week. I probably will actually. Um, uh, but if I don't, then, you know, forgive me. It's a holiday. Anyway, thanks again so much. Please uh, like, share, subscribe, whatever it is that you got to do. Um, appreciate you listening and we'll be in touch, I guess. Is that a thing to say? We'll be in touch? No. Uh, we'll just say until next time. We'll leave it. I'm actually really bad at the signing off thing. I should probably come up with like a fun tagline like, till we crush quota again, bro. <laughs> All right. That was awful. Thanks. Thanks.